listening to the American Strong Power Podcast, a podcast where all topics are disabled, from brotherhood and faith, culture and wisdom. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the things that build us up and make us strong. the strong towers podcast i'm john ackerman with me as always tom edwards mike lara but for a change of pace we're all sitting in the same room (laughs) and we can't remember the last time that happened um and to commemorate this special occasion we've also realized that if you've been with us for a while you know at the beginning of season three we changed our opener um some of you may have missed the uh the stringed instruments in (laughs) the first couple of seasons opener but uh in season three, we we introduced this tagline of Strong Towers podcast, a podcast where all topics are on the table, from brotherhood and faith to culture and whiskey. And for a season and a half, we've not done a single thing with whiskey. <laughs> and we've been batting that around since we put it in the opener for a season and a half. And tonight is the night. Uh, now, full disclosure, none of us know all that much about whiskey in the first place. So if you were expecting that when we finally came around to an episode on whiskey that we would teach you about whiskey, you are going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> I feel that goes perfectly with the show. I mean, when when, when have we ever had any answers? <laughs> no. But we have all come to appreciate sitting around and sipping on a glass of whiskey. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. Um, we're opening up a bottle and pour a finger and honestly since we haven't been in the same room together in a while we're just going to catch up and invite you into the conversation um but in my head when i envision people sitting around you know enjoying whiskey it seems like the conversation always starts pretty casual and lighthearted, and then inevitably as the evening progresses things get deeper they get more philosophical they get more theological mm. and that's sort of the hoped for trajectory for this evening and we'll just sort of see where it goes so uh pull up a chair pour yourself a glass and we're gonna dive in yeah i love i love the idea i love the topic i mean one of the one of the things that i've always appreciated about um getting together especially for like whiskey tasting right because if you think like going out with going out with your friends for beers and doing all that stuff it's like it's like a different kind of mindset right it's like hey let's just go party and and have fun and um you know when it came to me about wanting to try whiskey and try to even taste it it was more along the lines of 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 the story right and 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 the things behind it and hearing hearing um i think one of the first ones i ever did was at catoctin creek uh distillery which is right up the street Mm -hmm. and it was really cool to actually like walk through the 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 stills and see exactly what they were um putting together and how they you know they get the mash and how they do all these different different ways of of putting it together and it was just it was really cool to see like this the scientific process of 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 whiskey and uh and and i'll be honest when i when i first tried whiskey i I wasn't sure what to do right like i always feel like there's always the hey you need to put a dropper of water or, or some you know Icelandic uh, 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 fresh <laughs> ice cut hand sure. cut ice or something. I watched this one video. It was really cool. It said uh, um, the right way to 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 drink whiskey is the way you like it, any sure. way you like it. And that's the right way to do it. Don't let anybody else tell you differently. So I'm uh, I like that and been trying to hold on to that. So mm-hmm. what are we drinking here, Tom? By the way, uh, so this is Michter's Straight Rye. The other thing I you know I've come to enjoy about whiskey is it seems like different people have different tastes Mm -hmm. and so the more that i get to meet people that like different kinds of things the more that i get to try new things and you know same way when uh my mom and my stepdad introduced me to wine you know Mm. they really enjoyed having that as part of a dinner hated it when i was you know 
in my like college phase, but then, you know, mid to late twenties started to appreciate just the, the depth and the complexity. And I can't tell you the nose from the finish from any, but like <laughs> I, I've come to develop an appreciation for what tastes good to me. And, and it feels much the same with this. And so I love, I love the social aspect of it, not just the, the sitting around and the conversation that ensues around it, but just the exchange of, of preferences, mm-hmm. right? The, the exchange of, of likes, the, the exchange of discoveries of, of, Hey, I just found this one. Have you tried this one? No, I, let me, let me, mm-hmm. and it creates new memories. It creates new connections. It, it creates closeness, not, you know, super deep, but shared experience is, it comes in all forms and fashions. And, and I've really come to appreciate the way that things like this do. I think it's also something that people say this about alcohol in a lot of different ways, but it, you know, it breaks the ice too, where you can sit down with a glass and if somebody really enjoys this particular style of whiskey or, you know, they're, they're trying whiskeys from this country or whatever, then you do get to have a little bit of that conversation, teaching, good time. Like it's all blended into that moment. Right. And, yeah. and that's what I've appreciated. Um, cause I'm definitely coming to the whiskey scene, uh, more recently. Uh, my, my memories of whiskey is like Jack and Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is, <laughs> um, and so uh, I just you know a couple of years ago just thought ah, you know I'm, I'm an adult now I should probably you know be able to drink brown liquor <laughs> and not make a face uh, every time I do it and that's going to require learning about it learning what I do like you know, as you were saying John um, and then how do I like to appreciate it mm-hmm what situation do I like to appreciate it? Cause it is different than drinking beer. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or the beer at a ball game. Mm-hmm. Like I think it is a little bit more elevated of an experience, a little bit more and maybe this is stereotyping. Um, but a little bit more of an intellectual, uh, kind of setting. If you are just sitting around sipping yeah. whiskeys. Yeah, for sure. I think one of my favorite times, honestly, um, you know, we've often talked about, you know, our, 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 our group and how we've gotten together, like for social aspects. And one of the things we've done is get together once a year and, and spend a long weekend together. And that was one of the first times that I had ever, um, shared bottles, like, like, Hey, try this or try that. And it was like one of those like experiences that I, that, for lack of better terms, it was, it was definitely like a, a wine tasting event, but with a, with, with whiskey, right. We mm-hmm. all got together, we brought their favorite things and we all kind of shared and learned. I think that was one of the first times I ever had a, uh, that peanut butter whiskey. Yeah. And it was like, Hey, this is fun. Well, Hey, how about we do this? Or how about we do that with it? And it was a learning experience, but I think you guys know that, right? It's, it's the social aspect and being able to just hang around with people. I mean, honestly, like, so, so the room we're in right now is, is my wife calls it the one step above a blanket fort, but it's basically, (laughs) it's me taking a corner of our unfinished basement and I threw together like a real quick bar top and a couple shelves. And I've been, a lot of the whiskeys that I have up on the shelf now have been gifted to me or, you know, if I'm, if I'm at the ABC store and something catches my eye, especially right now when it's very like scarce, I don't know if it's, if it's, if it's post pandemic or what, but it's like, you know, there's people flying off the shelves. Maybe it's just Virginia, but, um, it's been really hard to get a few of these items and I'm just like, oh man, it's almost like, you know, collecting Pokemon in eighth grade again all over again, right? And and so for me, I'm like, when I see something that's interesting to me, I, you know, I scoop it up and, and my first thought whenever I'm 
picking up and reading the back of a bottle or I'm looking at something and, and, and it, it really tells like how I think about whiskey is, man, I would love to share this with, mm-hmm. with Tom. I'd love to f- share this with John. Like this would be really cool to, to, I know they would like this. I think the last bottle of whiskey I bought you was, was with team flu- infused. And, and I was like, I was like, oh man, I, this is, this is definitely, uh, you know, right up, right up Tom's alley. So let's go ahead and give that a shot. And so, um, that's where I, I find a lot of joy in, right. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is trying to find stuff that other people are going to like, and I can share with them yeah. in, in, in that, in that drink. So, yeah. And I like too that this really has become about enjoyment. You know, as with anything else, honestly, that we've talked about on any other podcast that we've done, this is something else that can be taken to extremes and to unhealthy extents, mm-hmm. right? Just like with work, just like with faith, right? That there's always a way to abuse, and there's a way that it's meant to be enjoyed, and. So if you've ever watched Drunk History, that's not what's going to happen tonight. <laughs> uh, but honestly, we're just, like I said in the opener, we're, we're just going to catch up around, you know, this this thing that we've all come to enjoy. So, Tom, Mike, we haven't been in the same space in a while. So, what's new? What's going on? Yeah, I think one of the reasons that we haven't been in the same space in a while is just because of how crazy busy schedules have been and, and life has been and um it seems like maybe it's just the ages of the kids and they're able to be in more things but i feel like we all came out of the pandemic and it was like right right out of the starting gate hmm. back to full schedules and all kinds of stuff happening and so um yeah it, it's been super busy for us work's been really busy for the last several months and now we got baseball going, and that's a whole new, <laughs> whole new thing for our, for our family. Um, but it's it's been going really well. Um, the, you know, taking the whole family out to the ball game. Uh, the girls are there cheering for their brother. Uh, our our oldest daughter is is six. She's going to be seven at the end of summer. She wants to play next year. Nice. Uh, she's getting into it. Um, you know, the littlest Finn, he's, he's running around trying to run onto the field and chase the coaches. And, mm-hmm. um, so it's just been a really cool change for our family. It's, it's something new, really. It's the first season of, um, you know, league sports uh, that we've done. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's honestly been a lot of fun. And I know we talked about, uh, we did that coaching episode uh, a couple months ago. And, uh, you know, I, I talked about how, uh, it, you know, had to come to terms with what does it mean to now coach my kid after having grown up through, uh, sports, rec sports and, and all that. Yeah. Um, and so that's been a, that's been a fun experience. You know, I, I held back at the beginning of the season, um, when they were looking for assistant coaches and even when we got into practices and the coach was like, Hey, anytime you want to, you know, step in and we can always use your hand and, and all that kind of stuff. I was like, I'm just going to let him do his thing. <laughs> Um, not, not be a part of it. Um, and then once the game started, you know, they, they had a need for people. And so uh, I've base coached, I've, you know, kind of managed the, the dugout and all that. And, and it's just been fun. And, um, to see that Aiden is taking to it and really enjoying it. And, and he is learning, which is awesome game to game. You can see these kids pick up new things. Um, but also being able to step into that with him, mm-hmm. uh, in, in a bigger way than I had anticipated at first has, has been kind of fun. Nice. Coming out of 
post-pandemic, it, we did get very busy. I think all of us, right? We wanted to get back out and, and do things. The one thing that I think has, and I, I'll say I use it as an excuse, I've gotten so used to virtual, right? Whether it's a Zoom mm-hmm. call, whether it's MS Teams, whether it's you know Google Hangouts, whatever you want to use, whatever your flavor is, it's been really easy for me to also default to that, right? Like, do I really want to put pants on and go <laughs> to a group night or can I dial in? Is there, you know, when, when I realized it started getting a bit unhealthy when one of my first reactions to things was, is there a dial in option or is there a virtual option? Right. And, mm-hmm. and so even, even with recording, right, it got to a point where I'm like, man, you know, it'd be a, it'd be a lot easier if I didn't have to set the full equipment up or clean up or do all this stuff and just be like, Hey guys, I can do it from the, um, the comfort of my, my work desk that I spent all day at. Right. And so right. with it, no pants, yeah, with no pants. Exactly. <laughs> so, so Yes, I do. I do find it like it being busy, but I also feel like this is one of those times where I'm trying to force myself to slow down, right? And to try to relive like I was a few years ago, right? And with changes and with some, you know, with some, with some healthy acknowledgements that happened during that time and, and learning from them. But I, I, I've been swamped too, whether that's, you know, work, I feel like I'm, I'm finally hitting my full stride. Um, you know, in the, in the, in the few, past few months, like people that, weren't picking up the phone calls are now picking up the phone calls are now talking to me or now like, you know, making, you know, jokes with me when we talk. And so it's been a lot more comfortable to be, to be in a, a part of that at work. Right. So work's been a lot easier for me to do things. Um, home wise, I do feel, I do feel like I'm, it's so much easier for me to slip like, without that commute. It's so much easier for me to slip from dad mode to, to, you know, work mm-hmm. mode to dad mode to work mode back in and out. Um, but we're, we're in the midst of baseball too, man. And it's hard cause I got both the boys on two separate teams. Yep. Um, I volunteered to help coach one and then the other team needed me too. So now we're like, there's three or four dads that all have kids on the same two teams. And we're like, all right, you know rock, paper, scissors, who's going to, who's going to cover down this, this, this week. Like I'm, I've never coached pitch. Like I pitched for the boys in the backyard. I'm praying for rain this Saturday because I'm supposed to be like head coach. I'm the manager and I'm pitching on the mound for the coach pitch team. And I'm like, can we please get some rain? Because I don't want (laughs) to, you know, brush back a kid off the plate, you know, cause, cause I, I, I do it too. That's a lot of pressure. It it is. It is. And you can't throw, you can't like full arm it. You got to do like that dark type throw where you're hitting it from the, uh, from the shoulder. Like, yeah. Kind of push it. Kind of push it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, so it's, it's been, it's been busy. We, we close on the house. That thing, paperwork's done. We are, we are, that is no longer a, um, uh, a topic that's no longer on my list of things to do. It's been, it's been such a relief this week, you know, when we, when we, uh, signed the last bit of paperwork, and everything went through it was like one of those i just looked at janelle we both gave just a big sigh of relief a big hug and we just you know took time to just be like you know first first and foremost thank you god right i mean this is this is a process that you know we've learned a lot we've done a lot through it and it's just like and i think we timing worked out very well especially with the way things are starting to go now and for us and it was just like i could not have been happier to get that off my plate. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now I'm able to focus in on, on the other things. And I, and I, there is a little bit of, I don't say re- not regret, but I feel like I had so much going on in the last three months and we've said this, right. Perfection or excellence can only be divided by, by three. And so a lot of the other like relationships, the other like stuff that I was doing with, with either with group or with uh, friendships all started to kind of like, I don't know, like lack or kind of like fall back a little bit. And so, mm-hmm. 
now I'm like, man, it's time to play catch up. But you know, some of those <laughs> options aren't there all the time, right? And it's so, um, it is. It has been interesting time. It has been an interesting, interesting time to try to like come back into. I don't want to say reality, but you know, come back to like, all right, I was this busy for this whole bunch of time, and not to mention everybody else was busy too. So it wasn't like somebody was holding down the fort. I think a lot of us were really busy. So when we came back together, it's been it's been interesting to try to like. Um, touch base with a lot of people and be like, Hey man, <laughs> sorry, I've been gone for the last, you know, three, four months, but I'm back. You know, yeah. so how's, how's life. And I'm actually, that's kind of like what we're at today, right? Like, Hey, we've been, we've been all doing different things and, and, and been just busy. Busy is a crazy word, but yeah, that's, that's what I feel like is <laughs> the only way to define yeah. it. So which is amazing how fast the time goes. Like yes. it's May. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's already May. Yeah. Justin that's Timberlake. Just- Sorry, it's going to be me. That's crazy. <laughs> I've missed the dad jokes. <laughs> They're just not the same over text. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Still make me laugh though. What about, so what about you, John? Where you, where you at? How's, uh, I, you look very tan and refreshed and relaxed. It's very kind of you, but we both know that's not true. <laughs> Unless I'm putting a new roof on over an entire summer that just does not occur. But yeah, I mean, most recent thing for us, um, one, no baseball at all, but, um, come coach. <laughs> They're always looking for coaches. Would have had to have played baseball at some point. Mm, that's, that's RBI <laughs> baseball and Nintendo may qualify me. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, all, all I've been working on is secret handshake was you know, the players and that is like elevated everything. Right? Uh-huh. So our gameplay has gone up since these handshakes have been put into place. So <laughs> I just, I know I had great placement with my pitching with the D pad. So I, I was, I was an ace. No, but, uh, so we just, we finally, you know, speaking of things that haven't been able to happen in a while, we just, we got to travel internationally for the first time since before COVID happened. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we celebrated our 10th anniversary last year, our 11th anniversary just last month. And so did sort of a combo anniversary trip and went back to, um, you know, the Cayman Islands where we went on our honeymoon. And it was just, it was so cool to, to go back to a place that we've been. You know, I was telling Tom this just before we hit record that, you know, I love to travel. I love to see the world. It was part of why I love teaching history. Just, you know, seeing the places that I talked about, you know, in reality was, was always so enjoyable. Um, but I always felt the pressure to, if I'm going to go somewhere, I want, I really want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even something like a Caribbean Island, like, I don't just want to sit on the beach all day. I want to go, I want to go soak in the culture, the food, the, the history, whatever. And one of the things that was really nice about going back to a place that we've been before, and we've been back a couple of times in between this trip and our honeymoon, that all of that pressure to, I need to go see, and I need to go experience was, it was all taken away. And we just knew that whatever we want to do this trip is fine. If we want to see new things or try new things, great. If we want to just sit on the beach, honestly, for six and a half days, totally fine. Because we also, we also know we're coming back or this won't be the last trip. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you go someplace and you're not sure if you're ever going to see it again in this lifetime. Um, but we know this is one of those places that we'll return to. And so it just, other than the chaos of getting there and the extra hoops that you have to jump through right now, um, it was just glorious. It was restful. It's beautiful. Um, and it was just, it was so enjoyable to return to a place that for us has such significance and so many memories. And 
to just sort of bask in that mm-hmm. um, with no interruptions, no agenda. Honestly, I hit the beach the first day and I sort of had this quiet moment with God of realizing there is nothing I have to do today. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that is expected of me today. There is nothing that I have to produce today. Yep. There is nothing that I have to help with today. There's there's nothing and no one that I have to come through for today other than sitting next to my wife on this beach and just soaking it in. And the weight that lifted off at that point that I hadn't even realized I was carrying was, I mean, that was worth the price of the trip right there. Just that moment of being reminded of what it feels like to not always be thinking about what the next thing to do is. And obviously that that's not an inevitability, right? You can't actually exist in your normal day to day that way. Um, but it's also for me, one of the things that I most quickly lose track of. Yeah. And for me, that's part of why vacation and travel is so important is I need those, those forceful, tangible reminders sometimes of what life can actually be like when I remember to pay attention. Mm. And so it was just, it was really cool to, to go and, you know, crystal clear blue water and palm trees and fruity rum drinks <laughs> and starfish and stingrays. We did a little bioluminescent kayak tour one night. Oh, wow. That was just, that was like, I don't know, magic kingdom. Just like <laughs> sticking your hand out in the water and watching the water light up around your hand. I just, I've never seen that before. That was, That's cool. that was cool. So just lots of good things. And, and the other thing that I love is I love that. I love coming back home. I love that there's no sense of, uh, I have to go back to home or work or what, like I was looking forward to coming back even as I was enjoying every last minute that we were there. And it's just, so just good feelings all around. Do you give yourself any bit of a transition from showing up to, to going back to work or did you go full swing back to work the next morning? Uh, we landed eight thirty Saturday night. By the time we got back to the house after clearing customs immigration, and then driving back to our house, uh, my head hit the pillow at 11 o'clock mm. and I was up at six to go work my day job at church on a Sunday because Sunday's a work day. Um, but honestly, I loved it. Yeah, it's good. I loved it. I was I was back in my rhythm. I was back in my room with my people talking about things that I love to talk about. And no, it, it was good. So, yeah. Do you and Brooke, because um, you, you know, We've all talked about like you have your mountain people and your beach people, and so do you guys. Do you guys vacation the same as you, you guys both both enjoy the beach? Is that is that is that like an easy comfort for you? Because like for me, like I've realized I, I think I'm more of a of a lake and mountain guy mm. as as I've gotten oh, older yeah. than I am the beach guy, and so I don't know if that's something that um, you guys have just learned to vac- like vacation well the same way, or is that something you guys have both had to adjust? Because I mean. Going to the beach is fun either way, but mm-hmm. again, you know, we each have our our favorites. So, is that something yeah. you think you've uh, you guys learned, or how how do you guys vacation? It's a little bit of both. Um, I mean, there's so many places in our relationship where it just it just works, mm-hmm. um, and so this is one of them. We both love the beach. We both love the mountains. Um, the Caymans and Colorado are our two favorite places in the world. And we would both happily go to either one at the drop of a hat. Um, she enjoys the beach a little bit more than I do only because she tans up better than I do. <laughs> and I live in a little bit of fear of the sun because my people do not tan. And I just, I have a history of bad sunburns. <laughs> and 
so I don't know. It's like that level in Mario now that I'm on this Nintendo kick in my head, but you know, that level in Mario where the sun chases you yeah. for the whole stage. <laughs> that's sometimes what sitting on the beach feels like to me that the yeah. sun is chasing me and I don't have any special powers, but, um, I don't, I've really learned to just relax and enjoy, not worry about a tan. If I sit under an umbrella the entire time, it's cool, but yeah, I, I've learned to rest. And that's one of the things that I had to learn. Um, because for so much of my life, like I said, I loved the exploring. I loved the taking everything in. And so sitting on a beach for me over multiple days was difficult. Um, and I came to realize in time that some of that was an over-functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that's just the way that I'm wired and natural curiosity and appreciation for culture and place and all that. And that's good. But some of it's some serious over-functioning that I've had to come <laughs> to grips with and, and learn to throttle down. And so this was one of those times where I got to practice rest. Yeah. And it was good. That's good. That's pretty cool too, that it, it was the first day that it hit you. Right. Cause people talk about it, it takes like three days mm. into vacation to actually fully unwind and let everything go and mm-hmm. get to that relaxed. I don't have to do anything. I, I you know, I don't need to produce. Um, and then that, fully enjoy the vacation time. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that you got to have that moment right at the beginning and actually enjoy the full length of vacation is, is kind of awesome. What about on the back end? Did you feel like there was a ramping up? I know you said you were excited to come back, Mm -hmm. uh, home, but did you feel like some of those pressures creeping back before the end? Honestly, we did something this time that we haven't done before, but I think I'm now a pretty strong proponent of moving forward. It's usually last day of a trip. About the only thing that you do is pack up, begrudgingly leave wherever you've been staying, make the trek to the airport, sit in line for a while, get on the plane and go. And checkout was 10 a.m. Our flight wasn't until 4.30. And so we saved one of the things that we love to do. And again, this is another one of those things that I've learned. Um, There's a botanical garden on the island that I swear is just a little glimpse into Eden. Mm. And we found it completely by accident five years ago, which was the last time that we were there. And as Brooke and I were talking about, so what do you want to do on this trip? First thing out of my mouth was, I want to go back to that garden. And as we were sort of planning out the week, we realized the best day to do that might be the day that we're going back because it will make the last day not feel like all we're doing is packing up and going to the airport. Mm -hmm. And so we packed up and then we drove to this garden and for an hour just walked in the middle of, I mean, it's right out of a Disney movie, right? Just the colors are things that you don't actually believe are real. (laughs) Like, did somebody come through and airbrush this? Um, And there's just, there's a, a vibrancy and a lushness. And like, there's a section of the garden where they actually intentionally grew things based on color. Oh, and so there's like a pink cool. section and an orange section and a red section. And you you walk through a rainbow That's cool. of botanical variety. And it's just, it's stunning. And this is now the second time I'm there. And both times I've walked in, like I already thought I was pretty relaxed. I'm on vacation in the Caribbean and I could feel, I could feel myself settle even further. Wow. And... So that was, uh, that was sort of how we planned the last day. And that made going to the airport 
a breeze. Like coming out of that, it's like, I don't care where I'm driving. Like I'm just, I'm in a great mood. Flights delayed 18 hours. Couldn't, it wasn't, but I like, couldn't care less. And it was just, it was such a cool way to end the trip and to then, you know, come back to a house that we love and a job that I enjoy. And just life was good, man. Life was good. That's cool. That is really cool. So I poured a second. Where's the, uh, where's the bottle? I'm not going shit try this one but this is the uh glenn levitt this is a, a caribbean reserve so a good friend of mine um uh, actually got me that bottle and it's it's you know again every bottle has a story right mm-hmm. I, I, it was you know you talk about you know being out in the, in the beach and and so this one this is what i thought about when my buddy he's, he's puerto rican and so of course he had to bring me the uh the uh caribbean reserve but mm-hmm. um i i can't wait for the time so janelle and i have Yet to get away for a weekend, I think just the two of us for quite some time, right? So when I hear these stories about like yep. being able to like mm-hmm. take time to go to the the botanical gardens or be able to you know walk on the beach, I like I look forward to just some of that time where I just Janelle and I can sneak away for even if it's a night or two, mm-hmm. just, just go enjoy and and so that's something I think I need to be better at, and so um, it's motivating to hear you know because I mean be honest, man, my vacations are not always. Relaxing, well, you just went right? to Disney, and I have an idea. So, it did not sound anything like what I just described. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I went, uh, so yeah, yeah, we 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 did a, we just did a day trip, and then we went to my meet up with my brother who lives in in Cocoa Beach, and I think we were I don't know the uh, the batting statistic, but I think we we managed to almost lose two kids in those two days. I mean, we had one walking <laughs> halfway down the beach, and the other one like uh, could you know got one or two steps behind us at at at, at the amusement park, and, and was like, whoa, where did we? go so um it was definitely stressful at times um i kind of see a lot of family so that was fun but it's just it is one of those things where it's like i we needed to we needed to come back a day early just to like recoup yeah just to kind of like get back to need a vacation from the vacation yeah Yeah. get back into it and have a lazy day um so it was it was definitely uh a, a rough a rough not not rough it was fun it was great but it was just it was a lot of moving around trying to get we try to maximize all the time and to me that's not vacation right vacation's no. like hey i don't want to know what i'm doing next right mm-hmm. i want the hour and it's it's funny because um you know i've i've talked about like we we didn't do a good job of in a, early in our marriage because honestly we didn't have the money and, and yeah. i was in the army so right so now it's like one of those things where it's like now i understand retirement <laughs> now i understand <laughs> why these people are making these plans to 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 retire early and then go you know tour the world um but i i want a little bit of that now and so that's i think that's one of my uh, goals for the for the remainder of the year to try to figure out those opportunities to mm-hmm. to sneak away to you know you know call in some reinforcements to to watch the boys and and just get out and enjoy my wife and have fun and remember what it is to date my wife. So, yep. Yeah. We're in the same boat. I feel like, and it's especially noticeable because so many other things have gotten back to normal. Mm. Right. And the schedules have come back and like, yeah, it has been a while since we have done anything just, you know, we had pre pandemic, you know, we would go visit my folks and even get like a night away. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's just been a while since we've done that. And now that everything else seems to have ramped up and we all have seemingly forgotten 
what we said at the beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. of, oh, this is great. This is the way we should be doing things. <laughs> mm-hmm. This pace is so much better. Yeah. And we're back to doing all the things. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're really missing that part too of just having the time solo mm. because it is, you know, yeah. you want to go on family vacation and give the kids experiences yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. But you don't get to turn off the planning mode and the, especially at an amusement park, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the policing mode oh, of yeah. counting the kids every two seconds. And it's just a different way to travel. Um, so looking forward to, yeah, some, some grown up trips. Yeah. I was actually, I was actually trying to look back. I mean, you know, and I've had some one-on-one, some dates and we've had like, you know, birthdays and stuff like that. But I was thinking one of the last times we all got together for like a multi group double date dinner kind of thing was when we sh- shut down the, the brewery after or pre pandemic. And <laughs> it's like the day before, the day before yeah. everything yeah. went off. Right. It was like, yeah. I was like, Oh man, that's been that long. Yeah. yeah it was wow. the one year anniversary of strong yeah. towers. And yeah. now we're at three. Yeah. Yeah. We're at the, yeah. Yep. That's why we don't go out anymore. That's why we don't. Yeah. We shut shut down. places down. <laughs> oh, we only shut down one of the two places we were at though. So <laughs> to be fair, to be fair. Yeah. But how have you guys been doing internally processing, getting back out and doing all the things and schedules ramping back up and more needs on your time? And, uh, you know, it does, Mike, I know you, know, you were saying it, it feels like a lot of stuff kind of hit all at the same time um, with the house and work and baseball ramping up in the spring. And um, to me, it feels like we went from almost zero yeah. to 100 um, and there wasn't really space to even think about that process happening. It just like, it just started to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I joked about us saying that we wanted to slow down, that we appreciated the forced stepping back that, uh, quarantine and all of that kind of imposed on us, um, and living a more reasonable pace of life. But it really did just, it seemed like it came right back. Um, and I feel bad for myself on like what, it, like you didn't learn anything <laughs> over the last two and a half years. You're just still doing the same thing. Um, so how has that felt internally, spiritually, emotionally for you guys? So I think internally it's been, I actually felt like I learned a lot being forced to slow down, right? I'm, I'm. I'm not a good multitasker. And so when things were deliberately taken off my plate, it was one of those times where I learned how to manage and focus in on the important things. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm seeing things come out um, and how things are becoming, I can see things starting to pile on my plate. One of the adages, one of the things that I was really trying to push forward in on and it's a reverse of what I was doing pre was, you know, saying no to my kids on everything and saying yes to everybody else. Right. Like, Hey, do you want to go out to dinner? Yes. Do you want to go do this? Yes. You want to go do that afterwards? Yeah. Uh, Hey dad, can I have this? No. You know, and so I'm trying, I've been trying to reverse the answer and trying to really tell people, Hey, no, I can't, I can't go out this weekend or, Hey, I, I, you know, I'd love to be able to do that, but we have so many more commitments. I just cannot add more mm-hmm. to my plate. And, and so, Internally, it's been one of those things where I've I've I struggled with it a lot in the beginning because I felt like I was going to be missing out on some stuff or this you know social aspect of you know, not not being part of the group or not being part of um, our friends and and 
taking the time to really focus in on my family and taking the time to focus in on the word. I think that's one of the things that I've, I realized I wasn't having a good habit. I wasn't having a good, you know, rhythm when it came to approaching those things. And I think it's hard to identify the things that are going on internally with yourself if you don't take time to <laughs> to be quiet and listen, right? And to, mm-hmm. to, to rest. And when you're going 100 miles an hour all the time, there's no time to kind of step back. And like we've talked in the past, like, hey, how do you reassess where you're at? How do you reengage? How do you check the azimuth? And sometimes, you know, and, and I've 100% learned it from my own behavior. It's It can get very unhealthy to just run in one direction and not take time to to stop and assess. And I think that's, yeah. that's where I was pre pandemic. Everything was, was forcing me to slow down and, and identify that feeling. So now when I start to feel this ramping up again, like, especially now I can actually take a deep breath and say, Hey, 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 hold on before this, before this gets too out of control again, let's, let's stop and, um, and reassess and, mm-hmm. and recheck our azimuth. Um, and so that's, I think that's been the, and, one of the improvements, one of the pluses that I've seen, especially in the last uh, couple months with, with things starting to pile back on, is um, identifying the unhealthiness in that before it, before it you know, yeah. piles on. That's good. Yeah, I, I feel like it, it's harder for me to assess the transition only because I transitioned into the pandemic, right? right. Leaving one career mm-hmm. for another that I couldn't fully start. And then also having, you know, the, the added job of renovating the house. Like it was just, I'm not returning to the job that I left. Right. And so life has fundamentally shifted. And I knew when I left teaching that anything that I would leave teaching for would probably result in a less stressful life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's funny, you know, all the years that I was teaching, Every teacher that I ever worked with that left teaching for another profession, they all came back and said the same thing, no matter what they got into. Like there's different pressures, there's different stresses, but they all said life got a little bit easier yeah, or life got a lot easier, right? And it was the same for me. I mean, I'm carrying different stresses now. I'm carrying more emotional stresses because of all the people that I meet with and work with um, than I did before, but I, I am not running at the same pace that I used to pandemic aside. Mm-hmm. And so even the the decline through the last two years and then whatever the return to quasi normalcy has looked like over the last whatever span of time we want to call that. Um, I still work from home a couple days a week, which in and of itself in my professional life has never occurred. And so just that fact alone still represents uh, you know, a, a decrease in my pace of life. Yep. And, and so I, I still have, I still don't feel like I've returned to normal only because I don't know that I could return to normal. Um, which I love. <laughs> I love that. That's, I mean, I don't, I don't mean that as I'm grateful, I'm not going back to teaching, but I just, I love that my life is more or less permanently at a different pace now. And it wasn't anything I ever expected to experience. And so it's just, it's really cool to have some mornings that are just more leisurely because that was never my life. And it's great to have evenings that don't necessarily involve a pile of papers because that was always my least favorite part of the job. (laughs) And 
And it's just, and it's nice. And the other thing that I recognize too is, you know, when you guys ramp down during the pandemic and then are now ramping back up, it's not one schedule, it's five schedules or five and a half schedules in your case, Tom. Yeah. And for Brooke and I, it's, it's, it was two schedules and it's two schedules. And so there's just, I think there's a multiplier there that factors in and um, you can only count the goats and the chickens so much because their schedule's <laughs> they <got> not. Schedules. <laughs> they have schedules, but <laughs> dogs definitely they, have schedules. They were blissfully unaware of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but with all of that said, I have noticed that, you know, I mentioned the overfunctioning that I've had to learn to combat in order just to enjoy being on the beach. That's still very much in play. I'm still very much maturing through that. And um, so even as I've logged more hours, whether it's at home or, you know, on site in the building doing work, I've noticed that pull towards I should be doing more. Whatever it is, renovating the house, meeting with more people, creating more things. Um, I should be doing more. I've, I've noticed yeah. that that litany has started to come back into my head. And I'm grateful for the years that I spent learning to not only resist it, but to fundamentally overcome it. But I've noticed that it's back. And and so that's presented some some new internal challenges of needing to continue to not only resist the temptation to overfunction, but to really dig into why am I feeling this way again? Yeah. What is it that's happening that's making me feel like I'm not doing enough? Or what's making me feel like life would be different slash better if I just did one more thing or two more things or, you know, whatever it feels like would scratch that itch. Mm. Um, and that's been really interesting to dig into just to discover that as far along as I've come and as much as I feel like I've grown and matured and, and found a, a sense of freedom from the way that I used to feel like I had to live, uh, but there's still more. And there's times where that, that has a temptation to feel like, well, man, I suck. Like, you know, I really thought I was further along than this. Um, but it's more true that as far as I've come, there's still more. And that's really exciting to me yeah. that as, as good as I feel about myself now and as good as I feel about my life and as happy as I am with who I am, there's more. And I'm only turning 40 this year, right? I, I still have half my life. Yeah. And all of its adult life, like I don't have to go back to <laughs> learning to walk and, you know, go pee pee in the potty. And right, like I get however many more years, who knows, but mm -hmm. I get however many more years of adult life to continue to go in the trajectory that I've begun. And I don't, that just, that has me pretty excited as I start to look towards this next decade. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's one of those things that as we grow and mature, at least I've been finding is that I have to be really careful with myself around that frustration of yeah. when the old habits crop back up. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a lot of times people talk about it in terms of uh, like falling into the old patterns of behavior when you're with your family. Right. And just like, however you, you know, showed up when you growing up as whatever sibling you were, you know, um, but I think it happens in a lot of places, right? Things are kind of quote unquote going back to normal at work. And so everybody just 
starts to show back up at work as who they were. Right. And so we can come at that from a place of, ah, man, like I didn't really change at all. I didn't learn anything over these last two years. You know, Mm -hmm. I was not really impacted in a meaningful way in terms of how I want to approach work or my family or the balance between the two. Um, or we can say, okay, that's how I was. And that's not how I want to be anymore. That's not mm-hmm. what I got out of the last two years. How do I make sure as things are returning back to the way they were that I can still value Mike, mm-hmm. like you were saying, making that flip of your yeses and nos, mm-hmm. how can I still show up and say that I value the things that I learned that I value over the last couple of years? Yeah. And I think I think the hard part for me in that sentence or that statement there is is the benchmark, right? Like I I have the habit of, you know, what are the rules? What are the what's the grade book, right? Like who do I compare myself to, mm-hmm. in lack of better terms, in order for me to come up with that? I'm not doing enough, right? Like compared to who, right? Like why why you know why do I feel that need to say I need to do more, right? You know, just because a guy, you know, down the street, you know, cooks, you know. A, a gourmet breakfast every morning for his kids doesn't mean I, you know, what, where's that comparison stop? Right. I think that's been the hard part for me is, 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 and, and I'll blame it on, on, you know, maybe not having my dad as, as, as a, that, you know, that measuring stick or kind of like that healthy reminder to say, Hey, you know, this is, this is where you should be at at this age or some of that. Cause I, I, I don't know if I mentioned the other day, but I was, I took time to just really kind of look back at time and I'm the same exact age that my dad was when I was graduating boot camp. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the age that I am now was how old my dad was when I was getting ready to deploy to Afghanistan, right? And and I think to myself, like, man, I don't think I could have been. I don't think I could be ready to have my kid right now go <laughs> go yeah. off somewhere and do all that stuff, right? And and so that comparison is where I I and I get it. There's some things you have to kind of say, okay, what's the what's the what's the grade book? What's the rules? What's the you know what's the benchmark? But there's some things in life that I think that are just it's unhealthy to do, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, we all we make the joke about social media. Why you have the perfect family on social media? Oh, hey, people take pictures of their great looking kids and they don't take pictures of the bad moments. Um, I think that's what I do oftentimes when we get together and we talk about the things that we got going on, right? Like, man, this person's doing this, this X, Y, and Z, and. I, I could be doing more, and it's mm-hmm. and, and I think that's that's the question I was gonna ask for you, John. Do you do you put weight towards, um, you know, for lack of a better word, but quantity versus quality? I guess like, hey, I did this one, like, you know, I I built this perfect bench rather than I built you know fifty benches. Mm-hmm. Like, is there is there a weight in that? Because I think that's something that I think you do you do what you do you do very well, right? And so when you say like, hey, I I, I should be doing more. In my mind, I'm like, man, you do you what you do, you do well, right? And it's you know, I I, I often use the adage even today, slow is smooth and smooth is fast, right? And that can mm-hmm. be applied in so many different ways. That hey, you know, I'm gonna do this methodically. I'm gonna do this with purpose, and I'm gonna do this with intention. Mm-hmm. And the quality of my work is gonna be shown at the end of this. And it's you know, it's it's that whole like uh, mass produced, uh, 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 you know. Ikea bench versus the handcrafted, uh, right. you know, Amish pergola that I've been looking at. You know? so, <laughs> so, so I guess is there, a, I mean, there's gotta be some sort of weight and in, in quality of the things that you're doing. Right. Yeah. And that is one of the things that's been helpful is being able to stop and take stock of 
what has been done yeah. and that I'm not rushing through things just to check them off the yeah. list yeah. and that I can look at what has been done and feel a sense of pride and accomplishment mm-hmm. and, yeah. and satisfaction in a job well done. At the same time, though, the down, you know, the, the temptation, um, you know, the, the potential downside of that is, well, if I didn't take so much time on that last friggin' thing, I could have done three other things that I needed to do. So, um, you know, there, there is no easy, right. As a very wise person I know said, there, there is no such thing as easy. You just choose your heart. And so either you're going to try to blow through things a mile a minute and regret that half of them are going to need to be redone in whatever span of time, or you are going to be slow and steady mm-hmm. and feeling like, am, am I really do I really need to take this long? Couldn't I be doing more if I, and, and honestly the, the killer for me is I'm never going to change the way that I do it, but it's still just, it's easy to believe the trap of, well, do it as good as you always do, but just do more, <laughs> right? Find another hour in the day, you know, cut, cut this out and go do that. Um, you know, don't take time for yourself. You can, you can, cause again, as much as I was talking about my life being easier, just to create an accurate picture, my day yesterday started at 6 a.m. and I got home at 9.45 p.m. Um, with that said, I would still take that day five days out of five over my regular teaching schedule mm-hmm. just in terms of what it demanded of me because I came home from yesterday completely alive. Yeah. I would not, I would have come home from a, a normal school day like that completely toasted um but to create a more accurate picture of what the day looks like and even so on a day like that there's no temptation of you really should have done more right because there's <laughs> just not any more hours um but on most other days you know if i work a you know a normal eight hour day there's that pull towards you know you're getting home at four or five o'clock you should really go hang some drywall for an hour or two. You should really go pull some wire. You should really go, you know, add on to the goat pen. You know, like all these things need to get done and they're not getting done any other way. So I don't know what you think is going to happen when you come inside and pour yourself a drink and sit on your porch and just take it all in because you're going to wake up tomorrow and it's still not going to be done. Mm-hmm. And that, that's that been some of that internal battle of I need to be okay with things not being done period. Yeah. I need to be okay with things not being done because one of the things that I've, you know, you know this, but then you have to, you have to experience it at a deeper level. I know my to-do list is always going to be continually expanding. Yeah. I know that, yeah. but there's something inside me that says, but if I just worked a little harder, I'd actually be able to get ahead. Right. We, we all use that term. I've lost track of the number of people that have said that to me just this week about trying to get ahead or not being able to get ahead. Right. And and that trap is there. Right. That if I just did more, I could get ahead. No, you can't. Right. You, you cannot because however many more things you manage to cross off your list, that many more would instantly arise. <laughs> that weren't even on your list because there wasn't space for it or because there wasn't room in your attention span for it. But as soon as you make that space, it's going to get filled. And so what what I've had to painfully learn through experience over the last couple of years and over the last couple of months again, and probably over the next couple of years again, is that to-do list is not going to get shorter. 
and I want to continue to make meaningful progress. And there is a quality of life that I am no longer willing to sacrifice in the name of efficiency. And so I'm having to learn a new kind of, of balance mm. with that. And, and it's hard because that's never the way that I was, right? The way that I always was, was give me one more thing. I can do it. Give me two. I can do that too, right? And I used to pride myself on, I used to pride myself on how many things I could squeeze into my calendar. Mm. And I eventually reached the point where I didn't want to live that way anymore. And so learning a new way, just, it takes practice and it takes resisting the pull towards the old way in those moments where the old way feels like it would produce results in the moment. And, yep. and so that's, that's where I find myself is yep. I'm going to, you know, Friday is the beginning of my weekend because Sunday is a work day. So I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I know that I'm going to be thinking about the things that I could be doing and I'm going to try to do some of them, but I'm also going to take my wife out for her birthday mm. and I'm going to stop working long before a part of me would want to stop working because the to do, the to-do list is going to be there. And I'm just, I'm not willing to live that way anymore. Mm. So I think we may pour another round, but uh, we're glad that you joined us for this conversation. Uh, just something a little bit lighter. Uh, we felt like we owed it to ourselves to at least do something with whiskey since it's in our intro. <laughs> um, Check that off the to-do list. Yeah, but... Uh, we should do it more. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we should. It's true. Um, and just have the kind of conversation that seems to happen when you get a couple of folks around a table, a couple of glasses and some ice, and just let the guard down a little bit and have real conversation. So I hope we've uh, motivated you to go out and, and find that in whatever form you can with whatever community you can. And we'll see you back here for the Strong Towers podcast. Before you go, we just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a part of the conversation and taking on this journey with us. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and throw us a like or write a review. All of that helps other people find our show. If you're looking for more, head over to our website, strong-towers.com, and sign up to receive notifications whenever we release new content. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at strong underscore towers. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers, to keep the conversation going throughout the week. If you want to support the show, Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strong towers for your chance to score some strong tower swag and get access to exclusive content. We appreciate y'all and we'll see you back here real soon.